The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Decades ago, while he was chairman of the Cleveland Clinic's Breast Cancer Task Force, our guest today set out to prove that changes in diet and nutrition could actually cure heart disease. Then he wrote a book with a title that shocked the world, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. Our guest today is the quintessential pioneer of self-healing using a whole foods plant-based diet. Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn is about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening, I'm your host, Scott Laird. Heart disease remains the leading cause of death in the United States for both men and women. But as our guest found in his 20-year nutritional study, heart disease can be prevented, reversed, and even abolished. With more than 165 medical publications to his credit, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn's medical credentials go all the way back to 1956 when he won an Olympic gold medal in rowing and has been a revered figure in medicine ever since. He says a whole foods, plant-based diet can literally make a person heart attack proof. Dr. Esselstyn, it is my honor and privilege to welcome you to The Health Awakening. How are you, sir? Thank you, Scott. I'm well and I'm delighted to be with you. Awesome. Well, you see, you said on your website, I saw something there that a lot of people might find uh, shocking, and that is that coronary heart disease is a benign foodborne illness which never need exist nor progress. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, <clears throat> I think it's clear if you uh, look at half of the planet Earth where heart disease is rarely ever seen. I mean, look, for example, if you were a cardiac surgeon. And you decided that you would hang out your shingles in Okinawa, rural China, Central Africa, the Tarahumara Indians in northern Mexico, uh, or the uh, Papua Highlanders in New Guinea. You better be selling pencils. You're not going to have any cardiac surgery. Why? Because they all largely are eating whole food, plant-based nutrition without oil. And therefore, they don't have any of the building blocks for this common disease in our country, coronary artery heart disease, which really doesn't have to exist. And uh, no matter what we do in terms of drugs, stents, bypasses, none of those treatments have anything whatsoever to do with the causation of the illness. The causation of the illness are the certain foods that we eat in our Western diet that every time they pass your lips, you injure the life jacket and the guardian of your blood vessel, which happens to be that delicate innermost lining, the endothelial cells. Some people might be asking this, how in the world can a diet alone make a person heart attack proof? I know you say that uh, no oil is the key. Uh, what is the, uh, what's the harm in the oil exactly? Well, the foods that <clears throat> we try to have people eliminate are those that are gonna injure this life jacket, this guardian of your uh, blood vessel, which is your endothelial cell, because the endothelial cell, when it's working properly, <clears throat> makes an absolutely magic molecule of gas 
nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is the, the, the molecule that is responsible for the salvation and the, and the protection of all, of all of our blood vessels because of its truly remarkable functions. So to answer your question, uh, it's the nitric oxide where this all sort of begins and ends because without the nitric oxide, then we get all that inflammation in the wall, the artery with the inflammation there, there are cracks, the fissures, there's openings, cholesterol gets through into the subendothelial space where it gets oxidized. Once it gets oxidized, then in comes our SWAT teams, the uh, white blood cells to try to take care of this. And it uh, <coughs> initiates this whole process of oxidative inflammation. And there comes your plaque and your artery disease. So the simple answer is don't ever injure your endothelial cells production of nitric oxide. And thank heavens, this is not a malignancy. This is a completely benign foodborne illness. So once you stop eating the foods that's going to injure your endothelial production of nitric oxide, again, the endothelial cells put out, produce enough nitric oxide so you not only can halt disease progression, but often, often we will see striking examples of disease reversal. Hmm. Now, what about... It, oh, I'm sorry, has, go ahead, finish. It has to be complete. It can't... I don't have a program that's 90%. It's 100%. You, get, you just don't ever injure the endothelial cell again, yeah. So now with cholesterol, uh, I've d done a blood test before for a uh, for certain blood tests that I need to do, and, and they tell me that my cholesterol is too low and that uh, they like to see a ratio of two to one, and some doctors say that it doesn't matter how high uh, the, the total number is, as long as you're two to one, you're fine. So what do you say? Is it possible to have too little cholesterol? Let me answer this as simply as I can. How often do you think the Okinawans or those in Central Africa or rural China are worrying about their cholesterol ratio? What? How many of them ever take statin drugs? What? I mean, you know, <laughs> you can get so absolutely tied up in knots with this whole business. You know, I, I, no, no number in and of itself, no number has ever caused heart disease. What causes heart disease is what is passing through your lips every day that is trashing and injuring, compromising, and turning your endothelial system into a train wreck. So as long as, as long as we look after the endothelial cells, and that is keep up the nitric oxide, we should be just fine. Yeah, but don't go down to the drugstore and try to buy a jug of pills that says it's gonna get you nitric oxide and vanquish your heart disease. I wouldn't do that. That can potentially be harmful. Do it with food. Do it like the Okinawans do it. Do it like they do it in rural China. Yeah. Well, we're talking about endothelial cells, nitric oxide, and how to prevent and reverse heart disease with our guest today, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. We were talking with our guest just a moment ago about endothelial cells and how not damaging them is the key to maybe never having to experience a heart, a heart attack or any kind of heart problem. And uh, that nitric oxide is the key to that. Now, uh, Dr. Esselstyn, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the ketogenic diet recently and uh, reversal of thyroid conditions using this diet. Now, I know you've been uh, very much involved in uh, thyroid uh, problems and such like that. Uh, what do you think about this? Is it possible? Are they onto something or are we going off track? Well, I think that the people who are involved with ketogenic diets are probably quite sincere, looking for options because 
really, uh, uh, when you've grown up in the, the Western world and you're so used uh, to eating foods that are going to destroy you because we've really adapted this taste. Uh, <clears throat> we've uh, really, over the years, become so accustomed to eating these foods that people will really want to sort of em embrace a way of eating that doesn't have you depart from the sugar, salt, fat, and all of the meat, and all the dairy, and the perhaps oils that are uh, really going to injure. And uh, there's no question that short, with short-term studies, when you're eating uh, largely meat, you're avoiding carbohydrates, you deplete your glycogen stores, and now you're in ketosis. Now that's ketosis itself is a, is a form of illness. And uh, what's interesting, I think the real test that you have to ask of the, those that aspire to a ketogenic diet are where are the, your long-term studies? And for instance, has there ever been a ketogenic diet where you've taken patients who were seriously ill with heart disease and see them halt, arrest, and reverse their disease? I haven't seen that. It's not there. And on the other hand, diets that are filled with meat and fat are notorious uh, for making heart disease. So I, I would really start right there and, and just try to keep it as simple as we can, because I don't, I don't really enjoy denigrating uh, other foods, other uh, uh, scientists attempt, uh, uh, let them try to do what they can and let's do what the scientific method is. The scientific method reads as follows. You propose a theory and then you do an experiment to see if the theory is right or it's wrong. That's quite simple. It doesn't have to take a big randomized controlled trial. And the interesting thing is that when we postulated some years ago that perhaps eliminating these animal foods, the dairy, the oils, the uh, meat, that we could perhaps halt and reverse heart disease, lo and behold, it happened. It happened once, twice, 10 times, 100 times, and now, and there it is. The science is spoken. Now I say, I know you say a lot about uh, no oils, and obviously we're talking about extracted oils. Uh, what do you think about the, those fruits and vegetables that have a lot of innate oils and fat in them, like avocados? Is it possible to do too many avocados, even if you are plant-based? Well, I don't know that it could be possible yet. I don't think that has been thoroughly tested, but I, uh, have really reached out to help these patients that see me who have coronary artery disease. And I've been uh, really cautious and has asked them not to have the avocado because there is some fat, saturated fat in there. And the, I guess the reason that <clears throat> I'm so confident about this method over 30 years now, we have just repeated time after time after time, but uh, I'm really adamant about detail. And because I've, I, I really don't like failure, and uh, we've got a winner. And so when somebody calls and said, Dr. Esselstyn, I just recently had a heart attack, you'd be proud of me. I'm following your program 90%. <clears throat> and I will say, I have absolutely no idea whose program you're following, but that is not mine. Let's, let's think of it this way. I think this will nail it for your audience. Let's put your hand right up here at your eyebrow, like you're shielding yourself from the sun. Let's say that's the level of your nitric oxide when you were eight years of age. How many times do you ever see a heart attack with somebody who's eight years of age? They've got all this wonderful nitric oxide. But now let's go down here. All right, we're just below the chin. 
Now, that's the level of nitric oxide you have maybe when you're 20 or 25 years of age. But if you happen to have an, uh, the inopportune moment to be run over by a bus or there's accidents, homicides, and suicides in these young people, we know from autopsy studies that now you already have begun to lay down blockages and plaque, not enough for your cardiac events, all right? That's when you're in your 20 or 25. Now let's take it down to your navel. So now your nitric oxide level over these next 25 years has really gotten lower, and there, there's a heart attack. And uh, here's that individual who says, Dr. Esselstyn, you'd be proud of me. I'm following your program 90%. Well, what's happening is that 10% of the time, he is taking an already train-wrecked endothelium and lowering it below the, even below the navel to have a second heart attack. And I think this is the critical moment <clears throat> to people to grasp the science in a vocabulary that they can wrap their arms around and feel confident. The last thing they want to do when they go to a restaurant is to destroy more endothelial cells. How many restaurants do you go to where you know you're not getting any oil? All right. For my heart patients, if they're going to go to a restaurant, there are four reasons to go eat out. One, you, <clears throat> you don't have to do the cooking. Two, you don't do the dishes. Three, the ambiance. And four, the companionship. But you never go to a restaurant to destroy more endothelial cells. So what are you going to do? <clears throat> you tell the waitress, you look them in the eye, and you say, listen, I am deathly allergic to a single drop of any oil. Okay? So you go over the menu. There's not a darn thing you can find <laughs> that doesn't have oil. So you don't give up. You say, I'd like to see the chef. Chef comes out. You explain to the chef, you're deathly allergic to a drop of oil, no animal protein, no meat, fish, chicken, fowl, turkey, or eggs, no dairy, milk, cream, butter, cheese, ice cream, and yogurt, no sugar. He said, fine, I'll be back in 23 minutes with your order, and here comes beans and rice. Absolutely delicious. Or it might be a baked potato with a wonderful vegetable. Or if you're just in a hurry, you say, I'd like to have that big, wonderful salad, but no dressing. And you reach into your handbag and you pull out your own salad dressing you brought with you from home. Perfect. Well, we're talking with Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn about how to make yourself heart attack proof. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Health Awakening. We're talking with our guest, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, about the importance of sticking to a diet 100%, especially when it comes to your heart. Now, Dr. Esselstyn, I know that we were talking about uh, a plant-based diet and uh, whether we do fat or not, but I want to get into something that some people argue, and that is that eating a plant-based diet requires you to eat maybe a few times during the day, and these people argue that that keeps insulin levels high. Is that true or not, and is it a problem at all? Yeah. <clears throat> This is probably the, only the second or third time I've heard of that. Uh, again, I think that the message that I like to have my patients follow is that I don't want them to eat by a calculator. I want them to have three meals a day, or if they want, and if they feel that their system says they feel like a snack, fine, but make sure the snack is not going to hurt your endothelial cells. And uh, but other than, other than that, I mean. Can you imagine, uh, here again, I'll just make it easy. How often do you think the Okinawans have their insulin level checked? Or in rural China or Central Africa? You're, if you're eating safe, whole food, plant-based foods in a regular way and your weight is stable, you're getting the adequate sleep and uh, you have a lot of social interaction and you're, and you're not 
and you don't have any sleep apnea, uh, I think, you know, these are pretty straightforward, simple health goals that everybody can uh, adhere to and follow. Now, Dr. Esselstyn, I have to assume you've been on a plant-based diet for some time and you appear to be doing just fine. How long have you been doing this now? Uh, 35 years. 35 years. So there, you are your own uh, health experiment. <laughs> so now what about uh, nitric oxide? We've talked about this a lot and I'm sure that some people are saying nitric oxide, okay, they're writing that down and keeping that in mind. What are the foods that you would recommend that are very high in nitric oxide that maybe folks should focus on? Well, I, uh, I would say that for patients who have heart disease, I told, I think we've gone through the foods that we don't want them to eat, right? And I want them to have whole grains, W-H-O-L-E, whole grains for their cereal bread, pasta rolls and bagels, whole grains, 101 different types of legumes, lentils and uh, beans, all those marvelous red, yellow and green leafy vegetables, sweet potatoes, white potatoes and, uh, and some fruit. Now, if you really go farther with a patient like uh, if somebody comes to me with, with heart disease, they have to, this is something we've added just in the last eight years. And that is, I want them to be av have available the strongest antioxidant foods they can have. And those are green leafy vegetables. And this is key. I need them to chew six times a day, not smoothies or juicing. I need them to chew six times a day a green leafy vegetable, which is the most powerful antioxidant we have. And that uh, the green leafy vegetable that has been first been boiled in water five and a half to six minutes or steamed. And then you must anoint it with several drops of an absolutely delightful balsamic vinegar. Why? Because the acetic acid in the vinegar has been shown to restore the nitric oxide synthase enzyme contained within the endothelial cell responsible for making nitric oxide. The other benefit from the green is it restores the ability of your bone marrow to make the endothelial progenitor cells. What are they? They replace our senescent, injured, worn out endothelial cells. And the third thing that chewing the greens does, when you're chewing the green, you are chewing a nitrate. As you chew the nitrate, it is going to mix with those facultative anaerobic bacteria that normally reside in the crypts and grooves of your tongue. Those bacteria will reduce the nitrate that you are chewing in your mouth to a nitrite. When you swallow the nitrite, your own gastric acid will further reduce the nitrite to more nitric oxide. Safe, not expensive, no hideous side effects. Now, <clears throat> that means that if you're going to chew this alongside your breakfast cereal, again as a mid-morning snack, again with your lunch and sandwich, that's three. Mid-afternoon, four, dinner time, five, and of course, I adore it when you have that evening snack of kale. What are you doing? All day long, you are basking and bathing that horrible oxidative cauldron of inflammation with nature's most powerful antioxidants. Now, what are the greens I'm talking about? They are bok choy, Swiss chard, kale, collards, collard green, beet greens, mustard green, turnip greens, napa cabbage, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, cilantro, spinach, and arugula and asparagus. The top five are kale, Swiss chard, spinach, arugula, and beet greens. Arugula would probably be the top of the heap. All right. You know, look what it does for your memory. <laughs> Perfect. Case in point. Thank you, Dr. Caldwell Esselstein. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Don't go anywhere. 
Hey, I'm Scott Laird, host of the Health Awakening Show. Listen, if you're hearing this podcast right now and thinking, I like what these guys are talking about, I want to get that. Well, come over to my website, LairdWellness.com, because at LairdWellness.com, you can get all the best health products from the Health Awakening Show in one place. That's the whole point of my website. These products are the best you'll find anywhere. In fact, I use them myself. At LairdWellness.com, you can also watch the Health Awakening Show, read my blog, watch how-to videos, and lots more. So if you hear something you like on today's podcast, you can get it right now at LairdWellness.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 10%. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Our guest today has been Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. Dr. Esselstyn, where can people go to find more uh, fascinating information like you've been sharing today? Well, certainly, hopefully, my website, uh, also the, my book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. You can look at the movie, uh, Parks Over Knives, and go to uh, YouTube and hear some of the presentations that we've made. But may I, may I have time to just a uh, concluding remark? Absolutely. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I think if I am so optimistic about this whole movement in plant-based nutrition, because truly this is going to be the seismic revolution in health, because the seismic revolution in health will never come about with the invention of another pill, another procedure or operation. But the seismic revolution in health can come about when we in the profession have the will and the grit and the determination to share with the public what is the lifestyle and most specifically, what is the nutritional literacy that is going to empower them as the locus of control to eliminate chronic illness, not just heart disease, but also hypertension, diabetes, vascular dementia, uh, also uh, we have ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, allergies and asthma, and the list goes on. And it really is really so exciting as if medicine has suddenly looked up and the heavens have opened and said, listen, here is this absolutely most incredible tool you've ever had in your toolbox. Thank you. Dr. Esselstyn, it's been an honor to have you today. Thank you again, sir. Well, this has been another Health Awakening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show archive at healthawakening.tv. For more information about our guests today and all they have to offer, please visit their website on the bottom of your screen. And please remember, the information you saw today is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, nor do the views expressed reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result.